This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. weeks of deal-making House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy will find out today if his GOP colleagues will finally give him the speaker's gavel. NBC News senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Hake reports. This morning, House Republicans on the verge of a vote that will either make the GOP's Kevin McCarthy the next speaker or make history. The Republican leader, nominated for the top job in November, now has to win an outright majority in today's floor vote to earn it. But a small right-wing rebellion could keep him from claiming the gavel. Do you have the the votes for speaker tomorrow? A group of more than a dozen conservatives have signaled their opposition to McCarthy. In the narrowly divided House, just five Republicans could block his bid. There's nothing he's done to earn my vote. He's part of the swamp cartel. If McCarthy falls short today, it would be just the first time in a century that a speaker's vote went more than one ballot. The House can't move on until a speaker is selected, a potentially lengthy process frustrating many in the new Republican majority. I hope we can come together and get focused on what we got to do. McCarthy's opponents demanding rules changes that would make it easier to remove a speaker in the future and hoping to push the Californian to the right. His allies say he's there. It's time to come together, time for them to take the win because they've done a good job negotiating um, and it's time for us to be successful for the country. Today, Republicans take control of the House for the first time since 2018, planning an ambitious agenda, targeting some Biden administration priorities like expanded tax enforcement, as well as investigations into the ongoing migrant surge at the border and the FBI. None of that can start until someone is elected speaker. We've got so much work behind us, and we need to start on the very first day. And this is the by McCarthy finds himself. And if he were to secure the number of votes, there is it's going to be an unruly caucus, such a slim margin. But now, just hours for the vote, he may have been just dealt another uh, blow here. Uh, Joe, the uh, Congressman Scott Perry, uh, head of the, the chairman of the Freedom Caucus, just put out a statement a second ago about McCarthy. He, I'll just read a little bit of it here. He says, in his 14 years of Republican leadership, McCarthy has repeatedly failed to demonstrate any desire to meaningfully change the status quo in Washington. He says McCarthy's 11th hour pitch to try to win these votes, to try to become speaker, was a vague ultimatum lacking in specifics and substance. And Perry, in a lengthy statement, going through what the Freedom Caucus wants to see from McCarthy, he says McCarthy has let them down. He closes this way, quote, Kevin McCarthy had an opportunity to be Speaker of the House. He rejected it. So these are perhaps more votes that are not going to go McCarthy's way, making his path to speakership that much more complicated now. My question to you would be uh, dealing with the party in power, which appears to be a chaotic party. Uh, What do you hope? What do you think is possible in terms of getting something accomplished? Yeah, we certainly are seeing chaos today in Congress, and this is an extension of the extremism that we have seen from the GOP. When you have Marjorie Taylor Greene as your spokesperson, you know you're in for a rocky ride, and the Democrats are united. We are here to keep putting people over politics to continue the work from the last session of finding solutions for people. Um, but we are we are watching this unfold with you and the American people. And we don't know how this is going to end. But I do know that Kevin McCarthy has thrown away his moral compass. He will do anything to get that gavel in his hands. And when you're willing to do that, you are no longer a leader. And it is exactly why he finds himself in this situation. It is uh, Tuesday, 3 January, in the year of our Lord, 2023. It is a historic day, and we're doing the pregame at high noon 
in on Capitol Hill uh, in the in the House. Uh, they're going to start uh, the vote, uh, and so we've got uh, pregame on that. Uh, we're going to have people look. It's going to be a little. Uh, we're going to call a lot a lot of audibles this morning, as we're going to get people on phone and in and out of meetings and we're going to try to get as many on here as possible we may end up with nobody because it's pretty intense up there already starting at nine o'clock uh i want to uh go to russ vote though who's going to help put us in perspective also we have the damar hamlin situation uh from the university of pittsburgh buffalo bills safety uh with this uh, horrific incident last night on national television we're going to try to uh frame that and make sure that that uh is explained to everybody. So we're going to have Dr. Maria Ryan on later. Dr. McCullough is going to join us at five o'clock. Uh, hopefully Dr. Malone uh, and others are going to be on here. To, so we're going to be in and out uh, with all of these uh, breaking developments. Russ Vogt joins us. A small right-wing rebellion, Russ Vogt, and also that uh, uh, McCarthy lost his moral compass. Did he ever have one, sir? Well, I think the problem with with Kevin McCarthy's candidacy from day one is that he was the cartel candidate, that he'd been here for 14, 15 years. He's been in leadership since, I think, 2009. And the degree to which, at that point, you've lost the ability to have any kind of paradigm-shifting change that will allow us to save the country. And I think what the conservatives brought to him late, as late as last night was a set of reforms and expectations and commitments, both policy, procedural, and political— that would allow the cartel to change, uh, even trying to negotiate with him, and he rejected those. Uh, so they gave him a path forward to the speakership, but what would it have required him to do? It would it have required to him to reject the cartel, and that is something that he could not do. And that, I think that's, that is the central aspect of what needs to be used with this leverage point, and there's going to be a lot of noise today, and we'll unpack that, but this is about do we have fundamental paradigm-shifting change in this country in the way that Washington works? There's a leverage point for the conservative movement represented by House conservatives in the House of Representatives. It needs to be seized, and so far they're seizing it. The uh, I want to make sure everybody understands that you're going to hear this thing. It's chaotic. They don't know what they're doing. It's chaotic. the the signal here is that this is going to the heart of the cartel system. Remember when we started doing this, we talked about it before the election, but when we started really focusing on it after the election. People were laughing at us and uh, that this was a complete joke. McCarthy had it. Uh, and it was uh, a lockdown and you had to do this. Hakeem Jeffries is going to take over. We had Russ vote on here a, a few days after uh, the midterms, and he laid out this concept, uh, this intellectual construct of the cartel, and people just go, this is just more whack job from the fever swamps of the far right. And here we are uh, within a couple of hours of actually voting, and Kevin McCarthy, just to do the math, there are five hard nose. that's the Matt Gates, uh, Rosendale, uh, five five of those with what Norman and, and a couple of others. Then you got this nine that Scott Perry represents that signed the letter. Many of those are House Freedom Caucus or a couple are not. I mean, you got uh, three really freshmen. You got Anna Polina Luna, you got Andy Ogles, you got Eli Crane, who are all stepping up and being real heroes here. Then you got Bobert and a couple of the uh, stragglers, right, uh, that need to see massive rules changes, including the motion to vacate, or they're not in. This rounds up to 14, maybe as many as 18. So Kevin McCarthy, from the time that he even, you know, the last number of years, but even from post midterms, Russ, had weeks and weeks and weeks and it looks like the number gets bigger every day. I want to go back to the construct that you laid out for people because everybody's picking it up now. What is the cartel? And why was what Gates and, and others did to have a paradigm shift? What is your definite? What's the cartel and what's your definition of a paradigm shift as people look today and watch this? Yeah, the cartel is the kind of the bipartisan uniparty, both in government and out of government, both nonprofits off the hill. In the in on the hill, the the leaders that try to make decisions, K Street's a part of it. What they do is they want power to be exercised behind closed doors, not on the floor of the House and the Senate. They want massive opportunity to write the bills as they see fit in in the administrative agencies. So it's a part of the administrative state as well. And what they do is they look. That's where power is exercised and wielded. But then they use these leverage points that they have to constitutionally to then pile drive the, the result into law. So that's the omnibus bill. The omnibus bill is cartel governing. Anytime you have a 
conference meeting, Republican conference meeting, where these decisions are made, apparently. That is cartel governing. And so where's the real vote? The real vote's not behind closed doors. Constitutionally, the real vote is on the floor of the House. And we have an opportunity today where the real vote happens, and often the leverage is on the House or the floor. The cartel has just convinced members that you can't ever use that because it's too chaotic. But you know what? We're not going to save the country with a little, without a little bit of risk and a little bit of allowing these things to play out before the American people. It will not be chaotic. It will be how the founders intended these situations to work, and it will proceed along the lines of how House conservatives decide to dictate it based on who comes to the table and is willing to have paradigm-shifting change in this country. And so I want to go, the, the, it's about, um, and, and McCarthy put out this proposal the other day and signed it on, on Saturday. It, this is a two-front piece. One is about the rules and actually how you govern and how you break the cartel. The second part is actually the content. Um, and I want to I want to make sure everybody understands when you're hearing all the spin today, and even from conservative Inc., and particularly from Fox, and we'll play Kilmeade's uh, tirade uh, in the B block uh, about this is chaos. You're giving all this up. This is what there's actually a strong signal here. We've got to break up the way this government. You're just going to have more omnibus. You're just going to continue on. There's three aspects of it: the administrative state, this leviathan that's been created that has to be taken down and taken apart, both the biomedical part of it, the national security part of it, uh, just the welfare state part of it. All of that has to be taken apart. Then you have the what I call the fiscal domination, where they just pass these bills that cannot possibly be funded. And they go, oh, yeah, we're going to have a 10% increase in defense spending. We'll give you a 7% increase in social welfare spending, the fiscal domination. And then it's the Fed just continuing to print money. Russ, before we go to break, we got a couple of minutes, but I want to walk you, th- I want you to walk through the audience because this is the fog of war right now. Why, whatever outcome happens today, this is a massive victory for the right, even to be at this place and particularly to have these rules. We just had the House, we had the Club for Growth just come in, which is oftentimes opposite of MAGA, sometimes with MAGA, but they came in and 100% supported Scott Perry and the House Freedom Caucuses and Matt Gates's rule changes. So walk us through why this is a victory today for us and what are those key attributes of this victory? So if I was one of those members going to talk to Kevin McCarthy, I would be in a, I'm not voting for you because I think that you represent the cartel and we got to start the negotiations with your successor. That said, even if they had accepted something based on what their final offer was, it would have been a massive victory versus where we were because they were saying we need uh, three members or four members hard who are conservatives on the rules committee. And that's the kind of thing that breaks the cartel open. When you control the floor, you control the cartel. That's what this is procedurally about. It's not just about can you offer your amendment. It is a lot of that. But this is about the rules committee procedurally. Politically, it's don't go after members like Mary Miller in primaries. You try to say that you're representing all members, then you won't, you represent all members and you don't sick your leadership fund after Mary Miller and make her raise a gazillion dollars to have to fend off a moderate member within the conference. So there's all sorts of, of what this looks like. That, and that's if they had agreed to something last night. He wasn't willing to do it. But now they're headed into the real high stakes game on the floor and I expect this to go for a number of votes. I expect McCarthy to really try to try to break the conservatives and expect that conservative ink will come to the rescue. And I think there's going to be a situation where we either get a, 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 a speaker who has a desire to change the paradigm. And there are people like a Jim Jordan and Kevin Hearn. They will not come forward unless Kevin McCarthy is out. And so this whole notion of do you have your own candidate? It is a total uh, shiny object to the conversation. And it's anyone who says that is is pushing a line on behalf of Kevin McCarthy's team. Okay, uh, Russ, hang on. We're going to keep Russ uh, from part of the B block here. We've got a lot to go through about the tactics of all of it. Russ is 100% correct. At 9 o'clock, what he had is Perry. He wanted the House Freedom Caucus to present to the entire conference. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon 
to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bannon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bandit to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. He won't do anything on the border. Uh, He's not doing anything with Hunter Biden. He's not going to do anything to go, we're really in spending. None of this is true. So it's almost as if they're debating things that are their egos, nothing to do with America. I'm not even talking about Republicans. Republicans or Democrats, they can't grab onto anything except for, I guess they want to get a little bit more notoriety in their lives. You're going to see Fox. One of the big aspects of yesterday was that Fox uh, ran, um, you know, McCarthy reached out to Newt. You had Newt on. He's he's loving being relevant again. You had Karl Rove. I want this audience to understand that that backfired. What The Murdochs are in complete freakout mode. Remember, Paul Ryan sits on the on the board of uh, of News Corp and uh, of Fox News, and uh, this is their their selection is McCarthy. That is the corporatist media controlled opposition. Uh, they are in complete panic mode, have been since Sunday morning on Fox and Friends when the uh, young uh, host uh, went after uh, Matt Rosendale from Montana, and and they've 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 had uh, nude on there, and they're saying the five, the hard five, are. are are psychopaths and, and pathological and, you know, the worst people in the world. It's all about their egos. Nothing could be farther from the truth. Uh, but here's the thing that happened yesterday, and this goes back to when I was running Breitbart in uh, 15 when Megyn Kelly came and tried to kneecap Trump in that first debate, and we came in hard on Megyn Kelly. I mean, she, they did a whole PBS special years afterwards of which, you know, she had the big salt, you know, big crocodile tears, how bad it was. Uh, yeah, we went after Fox and backed him off, said, you're not going to go – uh, do a drive-by on uh, on on Trump uh, from his uh, you know Facebook account and Twitter account from years ago. Same things happened here in the last seventy-two hours. They have come in hard and it's backfired. My understanding is that the calls are coming in ninety-nine to one, even in in moderate. Because remember, even in these quote-unquote moderate districts, two-thirds of the base of the vote are MAGA. They can't lose the MAGA vote at all. You have tremendous power. This whole thing, by the way, is about this audience. It's about MAGA and the deplorables. They don't want you to have any say-so on what goes on. Once you pat you on the head and go away, we're going to run things like the cartel uh, likes uh, t- to run them. So, so Ross, they, they started in the morning with, um, with, with McCarthy's big move this morning was to make Scott Perry stand up there at 9 o'clock and present the list of demands, which they rejected. And here's what happened. Uh, I, I am I am told that last night that meeting the reason was so short. They went through the rules changes. They went through what they wanted on committees. They went through all the other things they talked about debt ceiling and things like that. But it was really about rules and about structure. And uh, and and McCarthy's response was, "Well, hey, why don't I just make you guys speaker? Because if I do that, I'm speaker." Your concept of hey, last night was the time to make the deal. If it's not what you want to do, is what they should focus on is dealing with his successor or potential successor that it's over with him, he's had his shot, et cetera. Walk me through the tactics of the day, and how do you believe, walk the audience through how you think this is going to play out. Well, today, this morning, what they're doing is these conference meetings, and just to give the audience a little bit of a feel for it, these are the most cramped rooms that they get the team. They try to make it like a locker room, where the big coaches come in front of you and rah, 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 and they do they give you a know, standing ovation, tw- leaks out to Twitter. All of that is by design. It's going to be a pressure cooker today. They like to put the member's head in a vice grip and start to turn it and build the pressure throughout the day. And that's what Kevin McCarthy seems to be wanting to do on the floor of the House. They're going to lose a first vote. They're going to lose a second vote. He's going to keep going throughout the day. And he's going to try to do this on the floor of the House. And I say, great, do it on the floor of the House. You know why? Because that's the end of cartel government. And and every opportunity to be able to win this debate, to explain to the American people what this debate is about throughout this day into tomorrow. I think that I've been through three of these. I've never seen the size and the commitment of the members publicly on day one heading into a vote as I do this morning. And so I think we're going to see that. I can't tell you how the day is going to go beyond that. 
But I think that this is going to be something where there are multiple votes. And I think you're going to have an ongoing debate in this country about how the cartel, is it going to go away? Or are we going to be able to change and have true structural reforms procedurally, politically, and policy? Let me go back to that because uh, my understanding, particularly after the onslaught of calls, and people should understand, you should get your, and we'll put the number up, in the next segment of uh, the call the house and make sure that your voice is heard because trust me, they're listening. Cause I heard there's a lot of people said, Hey, look, I'm with you for the first round, but I can't hang in there too long because I'm getting blown up back home. It's going 99 to one against McCarthy, right? People are just saying it's gotta be a change. We have to have a change. Um, I have said after the first vote and let's say the 14 to 18 hang in there, that means McCarthy barely got over 200, right? That, that is a shocking and stunning number. This is your third rodeo. You're saying you've never seen a consolidated anti-speaker vote for this. Um, there's two options they have then. The option is to, to get off the floor and go in back to the locker room and fight it out there, bleed it out there or continue to vote, right? Um, I, I'm a big advocate of get into the locker room and, and, and bleed it out there. Uh, you're saying you like the multiple votes because it'll be up there as, as, as the cartel is trying to put pressure. You're actually going to see who stands and delivers and who craters. Do you think that McCarthy gets any stronger in a second or third ballot if they happen, if it happens in succession? I think that he may, at the margins of one or two members, get slightly stronger, but the fundamentals will not help him on the floor. And, and this is what we've been saying on this program about the fundamentals from day one. The fundamentals are about the member and the voter, and the, but the member has to stand up and say the words Kevin McCarthy after Andy Biggs has already gone and said Andy Biggs or Jim Jordan or someone else. They don't have the ability to explain that to their voters fundamentally. And so you're going to keep them on the floor of the House. You're going to keep them away from all of the fake news and conservative ink that's providing air cover to the American people. I, I don't think it's going to be something that strategically helps him in the way that he thinks it does. It's a show of force, but I think in of itself, it's going to show how weak he is. This will go back to the locker room at some point. And they they got they got to sleep. They're not going to go through. I, I don't intend. I don't foresee them, you know, not sleeping. But maybe maybe they do. But this is this will have to go behind closed doors at some point, And there will be a debate when someone realizes that Kevin McCarthy is out, and they're going to want to go for it, and they're going to want to go and rally around paradigm shifting changes. The Rules Committee. Who controls the Rules Committee? Does the American people control the Rules Committee, or does the Speaker? And I think those are the kinds of debates that will happen. Uh, as we go forward throughout the day and beyond, I've heard I've heard people close to this situation say that Kevin McCarthy said that if it gets forced off, they go back into the locker room. He, he'll know it's over, and he will resign actually from Congress. He won't even be part of this. He'll just say I'm out, and uh, and he'll take it from there. That that the moment that it goes back into the locker room, that's why I think they're determined. Um, they're determined to stay on the floor and, and keep voting. The media people are to understand because this is going to be fog of war today. The media, and particularly MSNBC, CNN, the New York Times, Twitter, is going to be all over the uh, radicalness, the extremism, the chaos, that this is not what America needs because tomorrow, remember, nothing happens randomly. This is why Biden's up with Mitch McConnell. The cartel is going to be in Kentucky tomorrow rubbing up on each other, right, saying how this bipartisanship, the uniparty is going to say, is going to say, oh, this is, this is the, this is the salve for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, the, the the scars that are left today, Russ, vote. Yeah, and I would say just an end point on that. They're starting to, you're getting some from the Twitter uh, reporters who are saying, you know, this is about Kevin McCarthy finally throwing down with the grassroots on the floor in a way, in a fight that's been brewing for 12 years. Well, think about their framing. They're, they're coming now to the battlefield in the way that recognizes that what we've been saying, this is about the cartel yes. versus the American people. Are we going to have that battle or are we going to listen to the noise of conservative ink? That's what today is about. The members that I'm talking to are not going to listen to that noise. They're ready for battle. Let's see how the day plays out. But Russ, that's not a random, that's 12 years is the Tea Party revolt of 2010. Actually, the people putting that up there is absolutely, that's correct. That's what this really boils down to is the MAGA movement, the grassroots, the populist movement, the Tea Party movement in a fight 
with the cartel. I mean, they're absolutely correct. That's a throwdown. And McCarthy started the day in the conference to say, okay, tough guy, stand up here and t- show. I want the moderates, the Fred Uptons of the world and these guys to hear exactly how extremist you are, how you really do want to take part of the process. So Twitter right there is absolutely correct. This, this fight has been brewing since the Tea Party revolt of 2010, of which, as you know, they compromised so many of those great Tea Party, <laughs> tea party guys that, that 63 people that won, right? They con- the, the cartel sucked them in right away. This fight has been brewing for 12 years, has it not, Russ Vogt? It has, and it comes down to today when we have leverage points. The American people have leverage on the cartel. Will it be used? Russ, how can people uh, follow you uh, during the day? Because this is going to be uh, this is going to be uh, historic. So, how do people follow you? How do they get to your great centers? Doing so much work, we'll get you back on. We got to talk debt ceiling and and uh, and spending and all that. But that's for another day. How do people follow you today in the heat of battle? On all the social media channels, it's at Russ Vote and AmericaRenewing.com. Uh, we'd love to be able to inform and educate you there. People should understand that we would have never gotten to this place if it had not been for Russ Vote and his team. Behind the scenes, the framing of this, the work that went on, the analysis that went on, this is, there's, there's a, there, you see the actors in the front in this kind of Shakespearean drama, but there, there are many hoplites in the back and one of the leaders of this movement is Russ Vote and what your center has done, Russ, has been historic against all odds. I mean, you you were and <laughs> we were mocked and ridiculed, and and you particularly when this thing first started. McCarthy's got this in a slam dunk; it'll be quick and dirty. Well, that is not the case. Twelve years of kind of anger and resentment, and actually knowing what the American people need and what the country needs comes uh, comes to the front today. So, Russ, thank you so much. Honored to have you on here, and just great work. Same here. Thank you, Steve. Okay, um, so it all begins. And so we're going to have uh, Mike Davis is going to join us. MTG is going to join us. MTG is going to make her closing argument right before they walk onto the floor of why she is a supporter for Kevin McCarthy. And I understand many of the folks in this audience that love her are outraged about this. She's going to make a closing uh, argument. Hopefully, uh, we're going to try to do this. We're also going to try to get some of the other folks to get their arguments in here uh we're going to shift also talk about this horrific incident last night in cincinnati in the uh, buffalo bills cincinnati Bengals game uh with uh damar hamlin uh short commercial break we're going to be back strap in it's a historic day and by the way we're back to live broadcast in the afternoon we're going to be back here from five to seven strap in today in the world. offer from my patriot supply they're knocking off 25 percent on their four-week emergency food kit. That's 25% off the four-week emergency food kit. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now to get this great deal. My Patriot Supply is charging less so they can help American families more. This amazing price. So get it while you can. These days, you can't depend on anything else but yourself for survival. Get this food today. You'll be grateful for it tomorrow. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% on each four-week emergency supply food kit. Your orders ship fast and free. Don't wait for the shelves to be empty. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. MyPatriotSupply.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bat. Okay, the signal, not the noise, is that the, uh, the Twitterverse is actually correct. This is 12 years of bad blood coming forth today. And this is all started about the Tea Party revolt in 2010 uh, and what has happened, the Trump movement, uh, this rise of the populist nationalist right uh, against the cartel, against the way things are. You're going to be overwhelmed today, and particularly on Fox News, you're going to be overwhelmed today that this is terrible, this is chaotic, this is all of it. That is nothing but controlled opposition. If you want to make the changes, and you have to understand we just passed a $1.7 trillion in spending, if you add the financing charges, over $2 trillion that we don't have the money to do. And not just that, it's, it's structurally so awful, but it's also embedded with basically financing your own demise. This is the managed decline of our country manifested in the spending. If you want to take that apart, if you want to get into it, you're going to have to break some furniture. You're just going to have to. That's what today's about. Uh, and we're going to be covering this nonstop. Uh, Mike Davis is going to join us. MTG is going to join us. Hopefully... Some of the uh, some of the um, uh, the contestants here that are standing up are going to join us also as they're in and out of meetings to get ready for the twelve noon vote. Um, 
I want to go to, by the way, the number is 202-225-3121. Please take the time this morning, even during the broadcast, to make sure that you have your voice heard of what you want to see happen on Capitol Hill today. I can tell you from yesterday that they were shocked and stunned on a day off that a lot of these things just went to voicemail, but the local offices about the amount of, um, how do I say, not anger, but uh, focus by the war room cadre in Posse, and particularly Fox News running these uh, Karl Rove and uh, Newt Gingrich uh, pieces that uh, this is terrible, these people are pathological, it's all about their own egos. The American people, the MAGA movement is letting people know, no, 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 it's not just Gates and these guys, it's not just Scott Perry and the House Freedom Caucus, it's not just Boebert, uh, this is us. And we want to have a say so. So a huge throwdown today. We're going to be covering it nonstop. We're back. Also going to be here live five to seven tonight as this keeps uh, rolling. Whether there's going to be multiple votes, whether they're going to go to a conference, we'll figure it all out. 202-225-3121. Remember, this is about you. When they say it's the 12 years, it's about the Tea Party. You remember, after the Tea Party, we won the 63 seats. And people say, you know, well, you only won 10 seats. Remember, back in the Gingrich Revolution in 1994, and again, in the Tea Party revolt in 2010, the base of, of members we had is about 174, 175. So those huge wins, historic wins, only got us up to basically the numbers, just above the numbers you had today. So remember, Nancy Pelosi ruled with an iron fist with a, with a, a majority this big. So it can be done. This has nothing to do with that. That's all noise and, and smoke. This has to do with cartel. This has to do with how you got to the omnibus bill. Right. Because McCarthy's guys knew what was going on. This this is about breaking the cartel, that interlocking lobbyist, uh, corporatist, uh, donor uh, in the uniparty in the foreground. Exactly what you're going to see tomorrow with the the Republican collaborationists that are going to be in Kentucky, represented by Mitch McConnell. that got you the Recovery Act. that got you the infrastructure bill. that got you uh, the the marriage bill. that got you the. uh, the, the mini Build Back Better bill, and got you this, uh, got you omnibus. It's basically, I don't know, counted up four to eight trillion dollars, however you counted up things that we are unfunded that you have to print money on, right? This is over and above everything else. So we're going to get to that. Now, last night I, I got Dr. Maria Ryan, but I want to, um, let me, I, I tell you what, here's what I want to do. Dr. Maria, come in. I want to give your bona fides first, particularly about this type of medicine. You're a PhD, but I want to give your, bona fides in this, and then I want to play a cold open clip and then bring you back to assess it. So uh, what is your expertise in this area about what happened last night, this horrific incident in uh, Cincinnati, ma'am? So I am a board certified nurse practitioner. I've provided emergency medicine for many decades. I've also had a PhD in healthcare administration and was a former CEO and yeah, you, man, you, you, you're C, you're CEO, you manage uh, these hospitals, particularly in, in rural mm-hmm. areas, but you, you, you know what goes on. Let's play the call open, and then I want to bring you back for your assessment, because there's a lot of speculation running around about exactly what happened here. Well, it's, it's very emotional to watch. First of all, you know, I was at the hospital yesterday, and everyone was, was talking about this, and uh, that was the suspicion at that time, that somehow he had suffered some sort of cardiac arrest uh, on the field, and that it was due to this sudden blow to the chest, uh, commodio cortis, uh, as it's called, which is a really rare situation. I mean, this is something that you hear about maybe a couple of dozen times a year, and not typically in, in football, but more, as you see there on the screen, sports like baseball, where you get a small projectile uh, that travels at a high rate of speed, hits the chest at the right spot, um, at the at the wrong time, essentially, and causes the heart to to go into this abnormal heart rhythm. Here, I'll just show you on a model. Here, it's it's you, you think about the chest wall, and then the and the projectile or or the blow coming to the heart at that exact time when the heart is beating in a very particular way, um, and that causes the heart to go into this abnormal heart rhythm known as ventricular fibrillation. Okay, uh, so Dr. Ryan, and we're going to have Peter McCullough on tonight because he had commentary last night about this. There's a huge, this kind of firestorm. Is this related to the vax or whatever? Is it commotio cortis? Commotio cortis? Walk us through what they're talking about, the two different elements here, either the, the heart rhythm issue or is this a side effect from the vax, ma'am? He did suffer from sudden death 
syndrome. And under sudden death syndrome is an umbrella of different diagnosis. As a provider, we treat right away what's wrong. He didn't have a pulse and he didn't, he wasn't breathing. So he was dead. We know that most of the time when somebody has sudden death syndrome, it is due to a chaotic lethal arrhythmia called ventricular fibrillation. So what you need to do is get a defibrillator immediately. You start CPR until you get that defibrillator and you shock. That is what's going to save somebody's life is to get that really chaotic rhythm removed and you become you know, start having a pulse and start to to uh, breathe. Now, under sudden death syndrome is, is, like I said, a multitude of different things could be going on. You need to assess whether the person had myocarditis. About ho, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't get ahead of the wagon train here. I want to okay. go back to the incident itself because this is why they, they give it the, the, what happened because I think for people who have watched football for years, I don't ever remember an ambulance actually coming on the field. What what actually happened to get the heart going again in the CPR? There was equipment there and technicians there that knew what were going on, which saved his life uh, at the time. Walk us through exactly what Correct. happened and why this equi- why this equipment and you need people to know how to use it and you need this equipment there for a situation like this. I'm at, I'm actually glad you brought this out. So in an emergency department, if somebody came in not breathing, not having a pulse. I can read the rhythm on the monitor and I know what to do. Besides CPR, if it's asystole, I'll give certain medications. But if it's ventricular fibrillation, I will defibrillate. Most people cannot read a rhythm. Not every doctor can, not every nurse practitioner can. So there is something called an AED, an automatic electrical or external defibrillation. And lay people can use it, actually. There are um, places that you can hit something to open it at the airport. So what happened with uh, Damar Hamlin was sudden death. They immediately realized no pulse, no breathing, CPR. They got that AED. So the... Right when you put on this defibrillator, it'll say, put the pads on the chest, one on the front, one on the back. So it takes you all through it, and then it'll say, it reads the rhythm, and it'll say, shock advised. Press this button, and it says, all clear. Boom. You get a defibrillation. You want to shock that chaotic lethal arrhythmia so it actually goes into asystole, flatline for a minute, and start normal. It's not always successful. you got to keep so, so, on so, so, hey, so, so, so explain to the audience last night, this is what when the players were around him on the field, he was getting both AED and CPR. Walk us through the process that actually saved his life on the field. Correct. The, the thing even beyond CPR, Steve, was the defibrillation. We've watched this in healthcare for a long time. Before we had AEDs posted everywhere, people who experienced sudden death syndrome, their mortality was very low. But through the years, it kept going up and up and up. If you have immediate defibrillation within the third three minutes, you know, every time, the longer it takes to defibrillate, the less you're going to survive. It's about 58% now of survival. They did do a good job. They got quickly to him. They defibrillated for him. And one thing, the humanity is those people surrounded him to have his dignity, to not see what they were doing to him. And they were in prayer. And that really meant everything is the humanity. But, 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 the, um, the, but, the, but these first responders that were there for the National Football League or for the stadium of the Cincinnati Bengals are incredibly well-trained. You've got, because the injuries you can get in football are pretty horrific. I mean, these are first-tier first responders that know how to use the equipment and immediately, and if they had not immediately gone into action, it might have turned out very differently, right? This is not something that I've got to read the instructions. These, these are highly trained emergency personnel, correct? Clearly, but they did use an AED. Um, so they put the machine, the pads on 
Damar in the machine did read the riddle in advised shock. So that is why he was successfully um, resuscitated, but he is still in critical condition. And then, but, but, but hang on, starts, before, but hang on, before, but hang on, before we got there, for people to watch a lot of football, and um, this was not a particularly brutal hit. I mean, this was a pretty standard, no. maybe to the upper scale. So walk, and he's he's padded. He's got the shoulder pads down to come down and protect the chest. Yeah. That's what the pads do. Walk people through how do you, because we understand this is a very rare occurrence in sports. Normally, what the, what doctor uh, uh, the doctor on CNN was saying was that it's a baseball normally hit in the chest or or, or something like that. How I rare is this to happen? And could this just been caused by the hit that that you saw, or was there something wrong with the heart to start with? We call this differential diagnosis. We don't really know if it was from the hit. He did have a hit to the chest in the precordial area. So this usually happens with more like a projectile in baseball or hockey. It's very rare. Average age is 15. And the reason is the chest is still thin. As you get older, you get bulked up and you have a thicker uh, chest wall. But it could happen. We did see that he was hit with the helmet of the opponent. And if it happens during a particular electrical process in the heart called, I don't want to get too technical, but it's R and T phenomenon, it will stop a normal rhythm and make it a chaotic rhythm that's lethal. And the minute he stood up and walked back for back, I said, he's, he's sudden death. I don't know if it's nece necessarily commotial cortis, which is the rare phenomenon that everybody's talking about. It could, it could. It could be having an electrical disturbance okay. that came out of the blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hang on one second. We're going to take a break. I want to come back and define those two terms so people understand today. This is going to be another massive topic. And we're also going to talk, was it a Vax side effect? Charlie Kirk even brought that up last night. I thought very appropriately. And of course, they're all over him for being a barbarian, right? Short commercial break, Dr. Maria Ryan. We've got Steve Stern from the Grassroots, Mike Davis, MTG. We're jammed up today, but it's a historic day on the pregame for the big vote for the speakership next in the world. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to itargetpro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com, offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, particularly be on Getter today. We're going to be doing coming in and out live, giving you updates on everything that's going on. A historic day on Capitol Hill that's going to do a lot to set the direction of the country in the future. And remember, don't believe the signal, only focused on, don't believe the noise, only focus on the signal. I want to go back to Dr. Maria Ryan. So, uh, 
what is it? Commotio cordis? What, what is that? And why is that a concept people should understand in this context, ma'am? It is when there is a hit, a force of whether it's a baseball to the chest in the precordial area or a hockey puck. It is rarely, I'm going to have to look up, this may be the only time in a football. So it's one of many differential diagnoses to see why he had sudden death syndrome. But right now, because he was hit, it's looking like, but not 100% that this is what it is, is commotio cortex. Is that a subset of what you just called sudden death, sudden death syndrome? Has a, it's an umbrella? So there's a number of different yes. verticals underneath this. This is one of the verticals, correct? Right. Absolutely, Steve. So when he got hit or someone gets hit during a particular phase of the heart rhythm, and it's, like I said, it's so rare. So they get hit and it disrupts the rhythm. And instead of having a normal rhythm, it gets all chaotic the ventricle is not supplying blood anywhere. You have no cardiac output and you lose your pulse and you lose your ability to breathe. And defibrillation. So it's almost a, the odds and the randomness. I believe there's been one time in National Football League history, I think it was the Lions versus the Bears when Buckus played back in the 70s. I forget the player's name, but there was a player that died or essentially died on the field. I think he died a little bit later in the emergency room. And I believe it was because of this, or they're saying that it might have been because of this. This is back, mm. I think, in 1971. You can actually go into a lethal arrhythmia, arrhythmia from electrolyte disturbances. You could have myocarditis. About 20% of athletes who have died um, sudden death syndrome from myocarditis had inflammation of the heart that disturbed the electrical rhythm. And it's just because some, okay, okay but, but hold it, but hold it. But what, what, this gets back to the, the, the side effects of the vaccine because all well, the national football league, I think except for Aaron Rodgers or just a handful of people were, were bold enough to sit there and go, I don't know if I want to do this. But everybody else, and I think I, I read last night that the Bills, I think, are 100 percent vaccinated. Uh, what about the argument it that Charlie Kruger people are just saying you've you've got to you've got to consider the vaccine uh, issues in this regard? You have to. As I said, we call them differential diagnosis. Our first priority is to resuscitate. After you resuscitate, you start running uh, blood tests to see for electrical disturbances. Is there any other drugs in the system that may cause this? You look at an EKG to see the rhythm. Then you look at an echocardiogram, which is a sonogram of the heart to look structurally. Is everything okay? And then you look, you know, um, did you get mRNA injection within the last six months? You know, you have to. It's all deductive reasoning and looking at everything. So it can't be ruled out. It's not foolish for anyone to bring it out. But but most likely, it is either due to this commotio cortex and or myocarditis. But we but will is, know but more. The, but the myocarditis, but the myocarditis... Are you uh, implying that most of the vaccine things are related to blood clots and not myocarditis? I mean, myocarditis is one of the major issues about the vax, correct? It is true. You are so right. In young people, unfortunately, they have suffered anywhere from very mild myocarditis to life-threatening myocarditis. But people have gotten myocarditis even before mRNA yeah. injections. I have a hard time calling it a vaccine, but it and could be. The, the, yes, the, you, experimental, you know the experimental gene therapy. Okay, real quickly, we only got a couple of minutes. And going forward, because, you know, uh, um, Charlie even brought this up and he's been dragged as he's a barbarian uh, to, to, to get to the bottom of what happened and not for the care of, of, of Lamar. Um, the, uh, what is, uh, what has to, what, what has to, I mean, DeMar Hamlin, what has to happen? How do they go through and get to the bottom of exactly what caused this? They have to do it through testing and deductive reasoning and looking at all of it. And it may take some time. Um, there are ways, certain blood tests that we know are, are injuries, troponin levels. We have to look at 
that it does take a little bit to to get to it. They also, if you want to go down the vaccine route, you look how far long ago he had the vaccine. It's typically close to when they get the vaccine, when you have sudden death syndrome, or within six months. But because he had impact, even though it's very rare, you can't rule that out either. And you can tell by certain echocardiograms and um, EKGs if there was some bruising within that. I've got about a, a minute. This equipment, the, the AEDs, is this needed in more, I don't know, health clubs? Or is there a process to advocate that there need to be, this needs to be installed and people need to be trained on it, like people are taught how to do CPR? My main reason for going on TV shows, radio, is often to teach, and this is a, this is a teachable thing about getting AEDs, automated external defibrillators in most centers where people congregate in malls and airports sports arena because it saves lives when anybody drops dead and you don't know why you get that aed on and if it's not advised to shock the machine won't won't shock but it is one of the ways we save lives and immediate cpr Maria, how do people follow you on social media and your podcast? Got about 30 seconds. Thank you. I am uh, on Getter at Dr. Maria, on Truth at Dr. Maria, and I also have a website, drmariaryan.com. And my show, Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani, every Sunday on wabcradio.com. Dr. Maria Ryan, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll have you back on to follow up on this. Okay, 90 second break. We'll be back for the second hour of intensity in a moment. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. But don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you. Your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store, so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, one, two, three, dot com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only $99.95 plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat, 123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat, 123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency.